the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. For the past couple of weeks, we have been hearing our Lord teach his disciples about the parables about final judgment day. And on that day and time of this event is unknown to us, even to Jesus himself, as he teaches in earlier chapter of Matthew. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, not the Son of Man, but the Father only. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But even though Jesus is unable to tell us the time of this apocalypse, he can tell us what it will be like. We have learned thus far from the parable of the ten virgins that when the bridegroom, who is our Lord, returns, there will be no time for those who are unprepared and living in sin to trim their lamps of faith and be filled with the oil of the Holy Spirit to follow him into the wedding feast. Likewise, we've also learned that the servant who hates the master, again, who is our Lord, will by all means perish. These parables sound terrible to the sinful ear at first, but for the Christian, who is identified as the virgin, who were prepared when brought into the wedding feast, and the servants that loved their master and were brought into his eternal joy, these parables are not messages of shame, sorrow, and dread. Instead, they are gospel messages because there is a separation from everything that causes man's death and, and brings them into eternal life. Jesus gives these parables so that we can make the distinction of what it means to be on his right hand and on his left, as he explains in our gospel reading today. Jesus says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats he will place on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Notice here in our reading, as well as the parables that we learned previously, that when Jesus teaches, he mentions those who are rewarded generously first. The first five virgins were prepared. The first two servants were loved, who loved their master were brought into his eternal joy. And here the sheep are shown their reward first because they did the will of the Father. These are the groups from our readings who are promised that they will inherit the earth, eternal life, and also the kingdom. This is by no mistake. The gospel, which is an enriching and joyful message to us Christians, ends up being a terrifying message on the last day for those who are not prepared and who did not know love. They are the goats who for the longest time ignored their shepherd 
For them, the message of salvation is their message of torment and agony on the last day. They will be longing that they were not a goat, but a sheep in the joy of their shepherd. Think of this teaching from Jesus, separating his flock as a scene from a courtroom. When he declares the sheep as innocent and are rewarded the kingdom, the goats must be astonished. After all, didn't Jesus come to save the whole world? Did these sheep not also engage in sinfulness during their lifetime? This would seem unfair to them. But just as our reading says, this kingdom was prepared for all from the foundations of the world. God set up a plan for our salvation. Even before he created the world and put us in it, he foresaw that mankind would despise the Father's will. So after the fall of our sinful parents, Adam and Eve, God established a way for mankind to be saved from his wretched sin he carries, from the evil world that he lives in, and from death, which is the final strife of the sinner. God sent his only son into the world to be the perfect sacrifice we could never provide. God sent messengers, prophets, priests, and now pastors to point all the sheep and the goats to the action of the perfect lamb on his throne of glory, the cross. Whoever looks to him will be saved, but whoever does not loses their life. Unfortunately for the goats, who do not see Jesus as the perfect sacrifice, and by that deny themselves salvation, they only see destruction and believe the unjust ways of the world are better than Christ's kingdom. They are children of their father, Satan. In the end, justice is only as sweet to the person who is declared not guilty. For these goats who are on the judge's left hand, they will not see sweetness in their verdict. They will see everything that was not the will of the Father. They will be eternally hungry and thirsty. They will not be welcomed into a type of joy. They will be naked in their shame, alone in prison, eternally longing that they listened and followed to the gospel. But it will be too late for them to repent and be brought into the Lord's right hand, which is the church. This gospel is simply put, since Christ died for you and rose from the dead, your sins are forgiven and you too will be resurrected in a life like his. Since you are forgiven and part of the living you are already part of his kingdom. You are living your eternal life right now. Since you are part of his kingdom and not living in death, you have the ability to willingly feed the hungry. You have the ability to give water to the thirsty, to clothe the naked, to welcome the stranger, and to visit those who are in prison, tend to the sick, the needy and the oppressed. 
For when people see God doing a good work in you, and thus through you, the message of salvation is spread out to all nations and encourages faith and baptism. So when the sheep in our reading ask the question, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visited you? They are greatly confused as well. But why is that? It is because unlike the goats, who boast about their good works and deeds and keep track of everything good they have done, as if saving up points to pay for their own way into heaven, the work of the sheep are not their own. The sheep are merely vessels. Christ is the one who puts his Holy Spirit in you, and you become a vessel of Christ. This way, you can see that everyone is in needing of saving, Everyone is in need of the baptismal waters. Everyone is in need of the participation that is in the church. The church is where Christ says in the end of Matthew that he will always be with us to the end of the age. That is where we commune together in the common creed that we deserve what the goats will receive. But because of Christ, we are made into sheep of his flock, and thus we are saved. On that glorious day, Jesus will search for you among the nations. He will seek you out and bring you into his own land. After Jesus teaches these things to his disciples, in the next chapter of Matthew, begins the Passion account of our Lord. It is here in our Lord's Passion, before being led to the cross as a lamb to the slaughter, he establishes the institution of his Holy Supper. This supper that begins with his perfect body continues to be present among us today and will continue into the heavenly feast that has no end. It is at this supper where he feeds his hungry and thirsty sheep who long for his second coming. It is in this meal where you are no longer a stranger but are given the best seat at the table, his right hand. It is where he continues to clothe you in his righteousness. It is this meal by which the sick can find a doctor and live. It is with his, whole, his body and blood that he pays for your bail, breaking the shackles of your death. His life was laid down for all, and everyone will know him on that last day because of his love for his sheep, his church. Amen. Now may the peace of God fill you with always until that final day where Christ will separate his church from the goats and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us now rise together and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles.